0: Thank you for joining us for Revive the Drive, a ministry of the Bethany Fellowship of Churches. We live in a world where time is a precious commodity. One of the avenues for reviving our souls is the necessary commute to and from the many places our schedules take us. As the wheels of the car begin to turn, join our panel and set the wheels of your mind in motion as you consider the significance and impact of theology on everyday life. Let's listen in as our pastors talk theology.
1: Welcome to Revive the Drive. I am Pastor Art Georges, and I'm joined by Pastors Rich Burkle and Daniel Bennett. And we would like to talk about a very important issue within the church, a very contested issue, and that is church membership. Why church membership? Uh, Fairly recently, uh, author and pastor Joshua Harris wrote a book entitled Stop Dating the Church. And in that book, he is encouraging the reader to, uh, to no longer treat his or her relationship with the local church as a dating relationship. Uh, he says within that book that we have um, become a generation who say that they believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, but don't necessarily belong to a local expression of his body, Mm. the Church. He gives a fascinating uh, statistic in that book, telling us that while in the 90s the adult population grew uh, approximately 15%, the percentage of individuals who either did not attend church or attended only at Christmas and Easter grew by about 90%. Hmm. And I just think that's fascinating, don't you guys? Yeah. And so the question that we want to ask in this session is, uh, why should we belong to a local expression of the body of Christ? And how is it different from some of our memberships in other organizations like the local health club where we may uh, be a member, but we only attend once every so often? Sporadically.
0: Well, Art, let's let's tackle the first part of that question first, uh, why church membership? And before we address that specifically, <laughs> let's let's think about some of the pictures that Scripture uses to describe God's people. In fact, that's kind of an interesting phrase, too, God's people, not God's individual person. Mm. For example, in John chapter 10, Jesus is describing himself and his relationship to the flock, and he says, I'm the good shepherd, I know my own, and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father, and I, I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice so that it will be one flock, one shepherd. And he goes, that's even the reason that he's laying down his life, in order to create this one flock. It's not a bunch of sheep. It's a flock. First Peter 2 also mentions this idea. He says in verse nine, you're a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you, and that's not a singular you, that's a plural you, or as I say, it's called y'all out of darkness into his marvelous light once where you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Uh, what, what are some other pictures that you guys think of in scripture that, that where Christ is describing his church?
2: Yeah, you know, I, I, I think of the bride of Christ, Yeah, I think of the body of Christ, um, you know, those two pictures are, are very special, you know, they, they describe, uh, you know, not uh, the body of Christ describes each person as being part of the whole, but left to themselves, they are really lost their purpose, they lost their design, they, they, they lose meaning, they lose ability to function, you know, and and uh, and then the bride of Christ relates us together as a bride who is connected to to Jesus in a uh, very committed covenant relationship.
0: It's not a casual relationship there, <clears throat> and it, it's We're not just me and
2: Jesus. I yeah. am not the bride individually, but right. we are the bride of Christ. You know, collectively, and and together we form uh, a bride that is to be committed and faithful to Jesus.
0: Yeah, that's a good imagery.
1: Another great picture is uh, of of Jesus being the vine and believers being the branches, and they're connected, and they must stay connected in order to to bear fruit.
0: Yeah, and that's a good picture too because the source at which they're connected is is Christ as the head. Okay, so I think that's a very... I think those are both great pictures of the church. And so it's a very hard argument to make. It's a very unbiblical argument to make to say, you know what? I don't need to have unity with other believers. You do. It's totally biblical, this idea that if I'm part of the church, I'm to be connected and committed. And so when a a person comes and says, well, I'm not going to enter into church membership it's hard for that person to simultaneously argue that they are being committed to Christ's local church. It's like a, a dating relationship at that point. There's no formal ties holding them to that body, to that to that relationship. No, nothing identifying themselves as, as part of of that local church.
2: Yeah, part of our the relationships in Scripture that are. Related by covenant, and and there are only really two covenants. There's the covenant of marriage, and then there's the co- the new covenant that binds us together in Christ. is is a verbal proclamation or testimony to the commitment of relationship.
0: It's so, not just I'm thinking into my head. I right. really like you a lot. There yeah. has to be some sort of expression <clears throat> of that desire. I, I, I for had a, I had a friend
2: <laughs> I had a friend in college. I hadn't seen her for some time, and and she next time. Uh, uh, the time I did see her, she says, "Oh, I got married." I said, "Oh, really? When did you get married? And, and where did you get married?" She says, "Well, uh, me and my husband uh, got married in his apartment <laughs> by ourselves. We just said we're married, <laughs> so there was no legal, you know, joining together. There was no public uh, commitment." And I almost saw a sadness in her eyes as she was talking about that because, as a woman, she would wanted her yeah. husband to be willing to get up mm-hmm. in front of a big group of people, the whole world, if necessary, if, yeah. if if possible, and say, "I love this woman with the whole of my life." But but he didn't do that, and of course, that relationship didn't uh, didn't turn out very well because it lacked one of the elements of covenant relationship, which is a public uh, proclamation or testimony of of commitment to Christ or to one another.
0: I like that example too, Rich, because sometimes in our culture, people will say, "Well." Uh, sure, maybe the early church had membership, but it was it was more casual. It was if you were, if you attended there, they knew you're part of the church. And we're in a different culture now, and I wish we were doing it a different way. Well, the same is true with marriage. Throughout different cultures, there have been different ways of proclaiming that you are married to another person. And so, in our culture, the church membership is a way is really the way to publicly identify yourself with a certain local church body, which as we've talked before in Revive the Drive, is an absolutely essential thing for our spiritual health.
2: Yeah, and and what's interesting is that uh, some people are willing to be very committed to the church. In other words, they'll, they'll yeah. come every Sunday, they'll give, uh, they'll serve, and yet uh, be unwilling to make that verbal, formal commitment. Why do you suppose that is? What, what are some things that you think keep people from making a verbal, formal commitment to the local church?
1: I think one of the reasons that I've seen is that uh, an individual may have a uh, a perception, even a misperception, of what it's going to cost them to become a, quote-unquote, committed member of a local body of Christ, and so they fear the commitment that will be demanded of them.
0: Or they've been burned in the past, they'll say. Well, I, I was part of a church and the church leadership did something wrong and and now I'm just taking some time to heal or there's just a reluctance to enter into a, a formal relationship because of, of past sin, either their own or, or other people's sin. They use that kind of as a, a for lack of a better word, excuse for not being obedient to God and identifying with the local church.
1: Yeah, yeah, we have become a culture who uh, is more and more uh, fearful of commitment.
0: Yeah, we're a consumer culture too. And so a person that doesn't commit to the church has the ability to say, you know what, as soon as this church stops meeting the the desires that I have for a church, I have the freedom to go to a different church. And so I can try this church for a while because uh, – the senior pastor is so good-looking, I get that frequently, <laughs> uh, or I can go to this this church because the music is so wonderful, uh, and I can I can switch churches because I really have no committed relationships at, at any of them, and it's, it's a byproduct of the, conser, the consumer culture. I think also, as we think about, though, the antidote to all of this and, and how we can identify with a certain local church, a person may say, okay, well, there's nothing in Scripture Laying out a process, therefore, the process that the leaders have laid out is is unbiblical. And I think you and I would, all three of us would acknowledge that nowhere in Scripture does it say, okay, have church membership forms and sign this doctrinal statement. But at the same time, Scripture is very clear that spiritual shepherds are in charge of the church Mm -hmm. and have the responsibility of how to identify who's, who's in the flock and who's not in the flock. And you think about Hebrews 13, seven says, remember your leaders, those who spoke to you, the word of God, consider the, word, the, the outcome of the, their way of life and, mm-hmm. and imitate their faith. And then he goes on in verse 17 and he says, obey your leaders and submit to them for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account. Let them do this with joy and not with groaning, for that would be of no advantage to you. And so if a church leader lays out a membership process and says, hey, this will help me know that you're committed to our body, and it's not an unbiblical process, you know, why wouldn't a person say, you know, just to to be committed to the body, demonstrate my commitment to you, and to give you joy, I'll, I'll follow through with that.
2: Yeah, and, and we're also fairly not only independent, but we're fairly pragmatic. So I think it's important for us to answer the question then, well, what practical difference does it make? If, if I'm already going to I'm church already there. and I'm listening and I'm partaking in, mm-hmm. in service and giving and, and being a member, what difference does it make whether I uh, – sign on the dotted line and, and formally become a member then. And, and so I, I think we want to be able to answer that question. You know, one of the, the ironic answers that I have is that, that we should become members of the church so that we could be disciplined by the church if we're ever in sin. Uh, now, of course, that's not the reason anyone would re- truly join the church, but we want to be able to have that accountability. Um, and it's similar to the accountability of marriage, you know, that, that I want to sign on the dotted line, in case uh, there ever is a time in my life where I feel like I want to get out of that, I'm putting some, uh, uh, some commitments on paper that will make that harder to just leave that relationship or to disobey the commitments that I'm making in that relationship.
0: And to put that same idea in a, with a positive spin— as elders, we don't know necessarily who's committed to the body and who's not committed to the body apart from them telling us, yeah, hey, this is my church home through the process of church right. membership. And so at Bethany Community, we have two different lists. We have a list of members and a list of people that we enjoy fellowship with but haven't committed to us. And we believe that we have a higher obligation to follow through and find out what's going on in members' lives if there's a, you know, we don't see them for a few weeks. Uh, we need a we follow through more quickly and we say, okay, what's going on in your life? How can we help you? Whereas non-members, as much as we love them and we love the fellowship with them and we, we, we enjoy worshiping God with them, they've given us no indication formally that, yeah, you are our church and we want you to have account for our souls.
2: And, and on the on the member side of that, not only do uh, do the leaders then – have a greater sense of responsibility for those under their care, but the members have a greater sense of ownership as well of the church as being their right. church. Mm-hmm. It's, not, uh, it's not them, but it's us, you know, as, as a person becomes more committed verbally to uh, the local church. Yeah, that's right.
1: Right, and so at some point, these leaders who are given to each local church that is functioning biblically are going to have to stand before God and give an account for those who have, uh, have committed themselves to their leadership. And so there's a, a sort of a symbiotic relationship wherein uh, those who are in a local church uh, gain from the leadership of the leaders, and the leaders uh, are blessed to be able to serve those who follow Uh, Is there anything else that we should talk about? The listeners probably have a lot of questions about why church membership, how it's different. Um, How is it different from other things that we're involved in? Well, and
2: and, you know, as a pastor, uh, I would much rather have a committed (laughs) non-member Than a non committed <laughs> member, you know, so right. and, and there are those too. There are some people who say, I, "I'm going to become a member," but you know <laughs> they they don't attend very often. They're really not part of the ministries, of the church, the life of the church. They've disconnected themselves. Mm. So we don't want to communicate that membership is the be all. You know that that becoming on the roster or the list is is uh, the absolute in. Uh, in responsibility for a church, uh, for a Christian, but we want to say it's a very important part of that, and it communicates first to our church leaders, I I do want to be under authority, I I do want to have the the authority that God intends for me to have. It communicates to other members, I want to encourage you all to let's join together so that we can hold one accountable truly and that we are verbalizing that commitment to be part of that Mm -hmm. context of, of a Christian family. And that it's we as we work together. It's it's not, you know, uh, the organization, but it's us together working mm-hmm. for
0: the glory of Christ. That's good. Art, we've also just experienced a Burkle, I'd rather. He said, I'd rather have a non-committed <laughs> or a committed me- uh, non-member than a comm- than a non-committed member. Rich enjoys the uh, I'd rather statements <laughs> in, in comparing— uh, but that is, it is, that is true how important that commitment to the local church is mm-hmm. and engagement in ministry. And that's why it's not like commitment to a, a uh, swimming club or a you know, fitness mm-hmm. place or a, a social organization because it is a, a real family. And the things that are, that are taking place there have eternal consequences.
1: That's right. You know, for all of us, we, we can't get away from the reality that the Christian life is a sacrificial life. We are called to live like our Savior. Uh, Paul says in Second Corinthians five verse fifteen, and He died for all, so that they who live might no longer live for themselves, but for Him who died and rose again on their behalf. And that's a picture of commitment to the local church. We are committed most to Christ when we are committed to His people. And so let me encourage the listener that if you haven't uh, become a member of your local church, that you would uh, prayerfully consider how you might mm-hmm. honor God in this area. Um, and uh, we're thankful that we've had a time to, to talk about this important issue, and we'll look forward to joining you here again and Revive the Drive.